Welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our host and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mallie Mancia, and joining me today are our hosts, Paul Cevalani and Dave Beadle from Vets Beyond the Uniform. On today's show, Paul and Dave will be talking with Randy Walsh, Program Manager at Best Buy Health and a former graduate of Operation Connect. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, Mally. Thank you, Mally. Good to be here. Great to have everyone. Well, let's kick this off. So, um, Randy, it's great to have you on the show today. Um, I would be remiss since we are recording this in November if I didn't wish you happy birthday there, Maureen. No, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, Dave, so we, Dave you, had, you had to do that again, right? You had to point out that I'm the only sailor on these phone calls. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't do that. <laughs> so there we go. Um, so, Randy, um, you and I have a common connection in, in our both of our backgrounds in, in Bill Lober. And uh, Bill and I met when he was still doing Operation Connect through the North San Diego Business Chamber. He's now uh, kind of transitioned that organization and is operating under a new brand, Operation Hand Up. But one of the things that was that was great about working with Bill in that program is that he always shared your story about how networking helps you. Would you mind sharing that with the, with us and our audience real quick? Because I think it's, it's a great example of how networking works. That's a, that's a, that is a great story, and I've always enjoyed uh, sharing it. When Bill would ask me to join the uh, Operation Connect seminars after I transitioned, and the uh, I think it it's kind of a longer story than it, maybe it's not a quick story because the uh the networking process for me really um was about building relationships as i uh moved towards my transition and uh what i mean by that is months before uh i left the marine corps uh i began to make uh connections and build relationships with former military people in the civilian world as well as non-military. And during that uh, process, I got more and more comfortable talking about what my life might be like after uh, leaving the Marine Corps. And in particular, I, I gained a, a comfort level talking to people, especially non-military people, about how my experiences, what I uh, uh, have accomplished might apply to their organization. And uh, that led me to uh, leads me to my experience at Operation Connect because this was uh, one of the handful of transition programs that I participated in. And when I uh, finished Operation Connect, uh, I continued my networking process, um, meeting new people and building those relationships. And as I was uh, applying to uh, various jobs in the San Diego area, Bill reached out to me of all people and said, Hey, 
I have a friend uh, that works at Great Call, and they have an opening for uh, a project manager. And he said, hey, you want to be a project manager, right? And um, the rest is kind of history uh, because that's where I landed. And what was interesting at the time is I felt like the uh, positions I was pursuing, the, the work that I was putting into finding a new role was taking up a fair amount of time. So when Bill uh, reached out to me, um, I thought, gosh, can I take on one more um, opportunity or pursue one more opportunity with the ones that I'm already looking at? And of course I did, and, and uh, it worked out really well. The, the takeaway with that experience was you never know where that opportunity is going to present itself. And so uh, I was in the middle of uh, being very positive about my direction and where uh, I might find uh, my next career. And because of my relationship with Bill through Operation Connect, he reached out to me and said, hey, I've got an opportunity for you. Uh, and, and so it, this kind of uh, presented itself when I least expected it. And so I think that's a good takeaway in the networking process. And um, like I said, it's more about building those relationships. You never know where that opportunity is going to come. So uh, it's very important, I think, to stay positive and optimistic because uh, it will work out. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as I remember the story, too, so a couple of things to kind of frame it for the audience here. Um, this opportunity, when you actually landed it, was not really closely aligned with what you did in the Marine Corps, right? So what did, what did you do in the Marine Corps? Oh, great, great question. So uh, I was an infantry officer. Uh, and if, if for anyone that knows about the Marine Corps, it's one of uh, the, well, they're all very important roles, but it was uh, an infantry officer career, and uh, I spent time in the 1st Marine Division on multiple tours, as well as uh, a few tours in the recruiting environment for the Marine Corps. Um, but when you say the, uh, I would say the, where I, the job that I have is outside of my experience in terms of the technical aspects, maybe even the terminology, uh, obviously the terminology, and a lot of the um, challenges I faced, but there were also similarities. And that's one thing that I always try to come back to is although I was in the infantry as a Marine for, for 20 years, the skills that I learned during that period, um, there are parallels that we face all the time. Uh, I think organizations, military or not, face all the time. And that is what um, made me more comfortable pursuing a role in a, uh, a technology company that um, was not, uh, you know, not my uh, area of ex expertise, so to speak, but managing people, uh, leading people and organizing programs uh, was something I was familiar with. And uh, that's, uh, that was something I think that came out in my interviews that, uh, that helped me get the job that I have now. Great. Well, well, tell us a little bit about what it is that you're doing doing now and, and who you're working for. Initially, it was it was great call, but I understand there's been some uh, acquisition activity that's happened in the intervening years. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah. So uh, I'm now a program manager for Best Buy Health and uh, great call. Uh, the, the company I started with was acquired by Best Buy Health a couple years ago. And 
Best Buy Health is designed, uh, exists to help people um, live more healthy, longer um, in their homes and independent. Um, one of the things we do that I think is really important as well is keep uh, loved ones connected with uh, their parents. So through mobile devices and applications, we're able to, uh, one, help people uh, live independently uh, through active aging, aging, as well as stay connected with the people that they love. And I think that that, uh, that is one thing that uh, resonated with me because uh, beginning with Great Call, in the end, no matter what program or uh, project you were working on, the, the end result was, was helping people live better lives. And leaving the military, you're kind of faced with this, what is my, uh, what's my purpose? You know, am I, uh, you know in, in the Marine Corps, we already, always had a mission, and, and that was always clear. Finding uh, an organization like Great Call and now Best Buy Health really uh, was good for me because you wake up every day and no matter what you're working on, you know that in the end it's uh, doing something good for other people. Yeah, and I think that's a key thing, that this idea of finding a purpose once you leave the military is uh, uh, really key. As we talk to a lot of uh, service members that have transitioned and those that have been out, uh, even even ourselves have been out many, many, many years, that still resonates. Um, and being able to find where that, that purpose lies. If you don't find it, that's one of the key reasons that um, service members, transitioning service members, veterans leave their jobs, is that that sense of purpose is not there. So you've been fortunate to find that. Now, how have you, how have you found things since the pandemic's been going on? I mean, as a purpose of connecting um, folks with their families, particularly um, older older folks, have uh, how, how have the challenges of the pandemic impacted you guys? Well, you, you can imagine that, that uh, because of the, uh, the COVID environment, you have people that would prefer not to say, uh, you know, going to a, a senior living facility, or uh, they would just prefer to stay home uh, without being exposed to lots of other people. So th this is where uh, Best Buy Health can come in and, and help people with uh, – you know, with our technology to stay in their homes. And so from, uh, I think that there are uh, some really good opportunities for us to, to really help people during this time frame. Um, so I, I think that that's one of the reasons, you know, obviously not expected, but uh, makes working with Best Buy Health even more uh, crystal for me. That's great. That's great. So, um, Paul, did you have a question you wanted to bring in there? Yeah, I wanted to go back a little bit. I think, Randy, all the stuff you're doing, that's great work, and, and um, the stuff that you're doing at Best Buy Health is awesome. I, I did a little bit of consulting work for Best Buy a while ago, and they're just a great organization. So let's take you back to that time frame where you're leaving the military. And, and for example, here in San Diego, I think we talked about this before the show, there's 20, 30 transition organizations here in San Diego. What did you look at? when you were trying to find you're standing in the field and you've got all these groups around you saying, come on over, work with us. What did you look for and what were some of the deciding factors for you to go into any of these programs? I would, I'll start with uh, referrals, right? So as I uh, planned out my transition, you start to talk to some folks that are in that process or maybe just finished it. And so you begin to uh, hear about, 
this organization worked well for me. Um, and so that's where I start, started to zero in on what, or, what uh, transition programs um, I would like to try. And Operation Connect is a great example of that. Um, a friend of mine said, hey, have you considered trying this one? Um, the other aspect of Operation Connect and, and other programs that someone might want to consider is uh, what exposure might you get um, into uh, companies or businesses that are working with that organization. In the case of Operation Connect, uh, you uh, were exposed to or connected to a mentor in business uh, as well as uh, a, a job fair is probably the best way I can describe it, where with your mentor you had an opportunity to go to a, uh, uh, a conference or a uh, fair that you got to meet people from businesses throughout San Diego. So I think those are a couple of uh, points. One is getting referred to uh, different organizations or hearing about them through friends or people you meet in the military. Uh, and then the second is how does that, uh, how does that program uh, connect you on the back end uh, to people who might, might uh, offer you a job or help you in your networking process? Yeah, I, that's I would, awesome. You know, Go ahead. Oh yeah, I just one 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 point on that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Bill, I met Bill Lober through, you know, my net. Uh, I met him through Operation Connect. So it wasn't a networking uh, seminar or um, function. It was through some I, someone I met along the way. But uh, one thing I wanted to point out is that the. Uh, relationship building and networking before you transition, the conversations over and over again with people uh, in business uh, is a great way to prepare for the interviews you will eventually have. And uh, that was one of my big takeaways uh, during the transition. Um, no matter what program you went to, it's having those conversations and getting comfortable with sharing your military experiences with people in business and how yeah. those experiences might, might apply and help their organization. Yeah, you're yeah. spot on there. Um, you mentioned mentorship. And one of the things that when we give our employer training, we talk about the six key components of a veteran-friendly organization and its mentorship. We talk about you know, how mentorship starts back in the basic training or through OCS, you start connecting with those people that have experience and that mentorship kind of goes all the way through um, and even into the, into the civilian organizations. How did the mentorship program work with you? you? You touched upon it briefly as you were transitioning out of the service over into say, even maybe continues through Best Buy Health. So the, the mentorship program through Operation Connect was was outstanding. Before that, I had already made made quite a few connections that uh, with people who essentially became mentors in in my transition process. So um, I think that having someone that you can turn to with a question or uh, just a continued conversation about life, what life was like uh, outside of the military is very important. Um, I remember uh, uh, w one of the mentors that I worked with and uh, that I met through networking, not a, uh, not a transition program. Uh, every time we would speak, he'd say, when are we going to talk next? And so 
it was having someone who could kind of uh, push you along the way, like between this conversation and our next one, I uh, would need to uh, have done a few things so that I had something to talk about. I, you know, I made a new connection or looked into a different uh, opportunity. So having the mentors uh, not only gets you more comfortable with uh, how you would might fit in outside of the military, but, uh, but also it, it becomes a bit of a, uh, accountability. You know, if I'm if I'm working with this person, willing to share his experiences, I want to do my part and and put the, put the work in uh, that I need to. Yeah, and that, I think that's that's key. You know, having some of that that accountability um, to kind of keep the process going. I think I really like a couple of things you talked about. Um, doing it pre-transition, really starting to work on building that network before um, the EAS date comes up, whether it's a retirement or you're you're ending your active service uh, as, at an end of uh, of a term, whether it be four years or longer. Um, those things are key. So one of the things that, that we wanted to find out about is, you know, what kind of challenges did you run into during your transition? I mean, like I said, you've got a great story. It's one of the ones we love to share. Through uh, through Operation Hand Up now that Bill's teaching it uh, independently, but what is what are some of the challenges that you faced through the transition, and do you find any that are still challenges to this day? You've been out a few years. Well, the I think probably the the biggest challenge, and and I think um, a lot of uh, service members face this is uh, what do I have to offer? I've been in the military for for uh, so many years and recognizing that the, uh, your experiences, no matter what your uh, specialty was in the military uh, will uh, absolutely apply to and, and benefit an employer down the road. And to me, I, I think that was the most important uh, challenge to overcome is begin to recognize that I, I do have a lot to offer uh, and I can, um, you know, I can add value to an organization that, in, in my case, needs a uh, program manager to uh, to w- help them accomplish um, their their mission. And so, I think that service members should have that uh, level of confidence. And uh, it, it is a challenge because people say God, they feel like, well, I've been doing this for so long. How can I go do something else? Um, a classic. Uh, comment from, from service members, I think, and this was a, a, also a challenge is people would ask, well, what exactly do you want to do when you get out? And in the military, as you guys know, often it's tell me what you want me to do and I'll do a great job. It doesn't matter. Um, and uh, needless to say, when you're trying to zero in on a particular industry or a particular company, uh, it might, uh, it, it was a challenge to zero in on what role that I uh, thought would work best for me. Um, because again, as service members were often just give me a mission and I'll go figure out how to make it happen. Um, so zeroing in on, on what you, uh, what you want to do is also important. Exactly. Now, did you run into any of the, some of the misperceptions in the military? Cause again, as a Marine infantry officer, the civilian perception is going to be, you know, you just go around and, and shoot up, shoot up bad guys. Um, so how did yep. you, how did you kind of overcome that, that misperception and, and really communicate your value yep. to uh, the folks at Greenville? Yeah. That's a, a really great question. And it, and being brings me back a little bit to the story of uh, my transition to great call and, and Bill, uh, Bill's 
uh, referral there. So in, in the interview process, uh, there were times when someone might say, I'm not sure if you can, uh, you know, you've been in the military so long. I'm not sure if you can, um, you'll fit in or you can, I'm not sure what you can provide our company. And that was how uh, at least one interview started. At that point, that's where the conversations that you've had leading up to the interview process really are, are important. And in, uh, in this example, the, my response was, well, would, would you mind if I spent some time explaining what I did do in the military that I think can uh, benefit your organization? And when, uh, when you can uh, explain stories like how you might have deployed a company or a battalion uh, on short notice to uh, somewhere overseas, and all of the uh, organizational skills and leadership skills that were needed to do that, and you break that down in a way uh, that might apply to any, uh, any operation or any project, that's when people started to see, oh, this, this person has done some things uh, that we could use. He's organized people. He's found the people that need to be involved to create a, a plan or a schedule and keep those people to the plan. Or he understands that sometimes you need to get a decision quickly and who the decision makers are. And those are just a couple of examples where um, that, that helped people see, gosh, this guy can, can, uh, provide value to our organization. And in the uh, one, one uh, additional point there is in the uh, interview process, my final interview, um, that was all we talked about is uh, we were, uh, when I was uh, a Marine, we had to deploy about 90 days sooner than expected to Iraq. And that was a challenge. And there were a uh, few personalities and, and call them uh, departments in the, uh, uh, whether it be communications or the logistics team, there are a few personalities that I had to work with to uh, help people get on board and, and make that happen. And so in my final interview, that is, that is what uh, the uh, VP for technology was very interested in is how, how do you deal with those personalities when, there's a mission in front of you and it's a tight timeline and you need to figure out how to get it done. So uh, those are the kind of conversations that I think people started to recognize that, Hey, just because you've spent so much time in the military, you can, uh, you, you can benefit us. And one, one last point on that, not only the networking uh, conversations uh, helped, but I also, uh, before I retired, I received my project management professional certification. And that was another confidence builder because you began to see the parallels in how we might plan an operation into, uh, in the military and how you might approach a, uh, a project or program in business. And as I went through the training for that, that was something I always thought of. Oh, this is this is uh, this portion of our planning process. I'm familiar with that. Uh, and on down the line, you're able to draw those parallels and put your 
experiences in the military and civilian terms. Yeah, that's that's so critical and it's so important. So, you know, the, the other thing that's kind of interesting too, when we we look at you, is you, you kind of beat the odds. Uh, one of the things that we talk about at, at uh, Vets Beyond the Uniform is this idea of transformation, and we work with employers because employers see um, the talent. Oftentimes, if you're able to communicate it like you did, um, and what you what value you bring to an organization, but oftentimes they they recognize that they hire, but then within a year or two years, that's that veteran has left. Um, how has Best Buy help been? Um, in terms of supporting you as a veteran? How, how did they do that as a company? Oh, the, the, the company treats everyone really well. And this is a, uh, a, a team of people that all feel the same way about what we're doing. So when I walk into a room and we're uh, a meeting or a planning session, People don't look at you, uh, or at least I don't think they look at me as, hey, he's the, he's the guy who was a Marine for, for 20 years. Um, I hope they look at me as uh, he's the guy who's going to help us get this done. And so I think that you've got a very open environment at Best Buy Health, um, obviously very supportive of veterans, but also very focused on people coming in to be a team player no matter what your background. And I've actually enjoyed that where it's not the fact that I'm a veteran that, uh, that has helped me, uh, helped me help the team, but it's that I can come in and, and work with others in, in a, in a positive way. Yeah, that's great. So you, you've made that transformation. I'd like to think so. Uh, so <laughs> although I did get a few happy birthdays and happy veterans day. So there are, there are folks who uh, are familiar with my background, but but yes, I, I think I've have, uh, have have made the transition. Awesome. Hey, Randy, um, we're running out, you know, coming up on the end of the show here. But I wanted to reach out to you. You had given advice on your on your info sheet where it said, "Don't be afraid to reach out to people on LinkedIn directly." And I think if you can take a couple seconds just to share your thoughts on that with our listeners, because you know, there's there's a bazillion people out on LinkedIn and everybody's afraid to reach out. So maybe if you could get a little bit of pointers on that, that would help out. Oh, I'd be happy to. I, uh, all of us coming from the military, we're, we're used to having to uh, go through uh, a few layers or different channels to, to talk to the boss. And uh, what, what I learned in the transition process is there are so many people willing to uh, strike up a conversation it doesn't matter if they're a, uh, an executive or a manager or uh, someone who you haven't met before. It, it seemed people were very receptive to reaching out uh, to me, reaching out to them to have a, a discussion. And in, in LinkedIn, you're able to zero in on people with similar experiences. Uh, an example might be maybe they went to the same college as you. Maybe they were in the same military unit as you, you were. All these things are part of the, uh, you know, a filter or a search that you can do in LinkedIn. So if there were uh, was a company or organization that you were interested in, you're able to zero in on someone who might have uh, walked the same ground you uh, you did during your military career, or like I said, maybe uh, maybe in college, 
a, uh, a note on LinkedIn that says, hey, I'm in the process of transitioning. I noticed that you were uh, in the Marine Corps. I was as well. Would you mind spending a few minutes uh, sharing your, uh, your experiences with me? And that might be enough to strike, strike up a conversation. Um, and again, get the, uh, keep the networking process going. It's also uh, a great way to start those conversations before you're actually looking for a job. So it's a, a comfortable conversation because the person uh, may or may not have an opening, but it doesn't matter because you've started your networking process months before you, you leave the military. So LinkedIn is just a simple way to strike up those conversations in, in companies you're interested in. And maybe months down the road after creating that relationship, something does appear. Maybe there is an opening and maybe that person uh, that you've started to uh, have a conversation with can refer you to that role. And so LinkedIn makes that so easy and non-confrontational, no pressure, especially when you do it before you're actually uh, applying for roles. Awesome. Thank you very much for sharing that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners who are a little bit gun shy, afraid to pull the trigger, that'll, that'll help them get there. Mally, going to pass this back over to you. Thank you so much, Paul. And yes, I want to thank you, Randy, for joining us today on our show, as well as Paul and Dave for another wonderful show. All the links and contact information pertaining to today's show, we will, be, we will post on the show description um, once the show is out there. As always, please feel free to check us out at www.vetsbeyondtheuniform.com or if you have any questions, we can be reached at training at vetsbeyondtheuniform.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening and have a wonderful day, everyone. Take care. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank you.